Thanks for joining us today for Our Joy Project, a podcast created by Bayes Communications. I'm Kelly Young, your host. Our Joy Project is a personal passion project of mine. I'm making it part of my mission to find and share joy. I'll talk to my guests about joy, how they define it, their last experience with it, and how they share it with others. This podcast isn't about my joy, though. It's really about our joy. During times when things around us feel so dark and there's a lot of negative energy around us, I believe we can still spark joy. This is Our Joy Project. Thanks for listening. Thought about podcasting? The All Indiana Podcast Network can help you create, produce, and distribute your podcast for businesses, churches, organizations, or just for fun. Get the details when you email contact at allindianapodcast.com. Hi, my friends. I'm Kelly Young. And as you know, I'm on the search to find joy and share joy. And I am so excited today. I know I say this almost every episode, but this one I am so excited about um, to talk to Ben Lytle. He is an Indianapolis icon. He's an incredible businessman, passionate philanthropist, but most importantly, a friend. And Ben and I met 19, 18 years ago uh, through our Stanley K. Lacey leadership program. And Ben was the mentor and facilitator for that program. And I say mentor first because that's what he became to all of us. And uh, we were class, what, 27? Yep. Class 27, and I still uh, say we were the best class with the best moderator. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So I wouldn't want to talk to anybody else today uh, about joy because you bring me so much joy. So Ben, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what you're up to, and then we'll get into the topic of joy. Okay. Well, I lived in Indiana for 30 years, uh, and it will always be my home of heart. Uh, but today I live in, uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, as do my three children and eight grandchildren. They, you know, everybody picked up and moved and I wasn't going to stay by myself. <laughs> so uh, my career has, uh, has been as an entrepreneur and uh, I led the creation of two New York stock exchange companies while I was in Indianapolis. And uh, the one that's I'm best known for is Anthem. Uh, which has turned out to be one of the largest companies in Indiana and in the U.S., for that matter. Um, But after I retired from Anthem, I've been involved in building three more companies all in the healthcare space. Uh, I'm a senior athlete, uh, uh, and uh, I enjoy fitness and uh, hiking and biking and water sports, anything outdoors, and that takes a good bit of my time. And I'm a budding author with three books in the works. I'm so excited about that. And I have to say, when I started that uh, Stanley Cayley to the SKL class and we found out who our moderator was, mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those kind of take your breath away, like, oh my gosh, it's Ben Lytle, like Ben Lytle. He's this, you know, big businessman, a, you know, CEO, runs Anthem. And I, t- I just remember the first time we met and we all were like jeans and t-shirts and you were like sure. this down to earth guy. And you're like, come on, we're going to be friends. Let's get this done. And yeah. uh, to this day, you remain a friend to all of us uh, in that class. So I'm so thankful. Well, and it was, you know, I was inspired, Kelly, because I was in class seven and the Stanley K. Lacey program was one of the things that I would put it in the top 10 things that shaped my, my career and my life and gave me a real passion for Indianapolis that I've never lost. So, so uh, it, it was one of those things where it was a joy for me to get to be a moderator as well. 
Well, I love it. And I love that you've stayed connected with our class and our class feels like uh, you're there for us and we know you're there for us. And uh, this yeah. is a perfect example. So reaching out and saying, hey, Ben, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, so I love it. Thank you very much. And um, you know how this is going to go. I'm going to ask you three questions. No yeah. right or wrong answer, but I'm looking forward to your to your knowledge and, and sharing a little bit more about joy. So this first question is really, how do you define joy? What does joy mean to you? Well, I think, first of all, I, I was excited. I want to share with you. I was really excited when you, when you told me about your joy project. I mean, first of all, it's just, it's so you. <laughs> and the timing, the timing's perfect. I mean, 2020 has been a tough year for everybody. Horrible year in many ways. Uh, and, uh, but I, I want to, you know, share with your, your listeners that I listened to several of the other podcasts after I knew, you know, you'd asked me to be on and they were really terrific. They're worthwhile. So I hope people will, you will know, listen to them because they're really good. Uh, for me, uh, Kelly, joy is, is one of those special words that uh, is sometimes referred to as talismanic, meaning that it's a word that carries a thousand meanings uh, and feelings, and it inspires us. That you could write books on just the word. Uh, and in fact, I think one of you, you know, one of your other guests, has written a book and, and was part of, a, of an international group trying to define the meaning of joy. That's the, the exact definition of a talismanic word or phrase. And uh, for me. Uh, joy is more than an emotion. It, it, it's a force. It's like a force in nature. It's a spontaneous exuberance of existence. Uh, it's exhilaration with life itself, and it just comes on you. Uh, and, and as many of your other speakers said, you, you can't will it. You can't cause it to happen, but you can be receptive to it. Uh, I believe that it along with uh, uh, wisdom and freedom, the real meaning of freedom and wisdom and intimacy. It's a reward from nature for a life well lived. Uh, it's a message that we're on the right path, that we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do. Uh, I also believe that joy is the wellspring of sustainable happiness. It's from that that sustainable happiness comes. Uh, and just as intimacy is the wellspring for unconditional love. Uh, and for me, joy is heaven on earth. That's so amazing. I love that. I have chills. You can't see them because in Indiana, you know, it's cold. So I have a sweater. <laughs> But to bed, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And you're actually, yeah. before I get into the second two questions, you're writing a book, right? You mentioned that. Right. And you're talking right. about joy. Can you just talk about that just for a quick second? Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the book I'm writing, and it's based on personal experience and a lifetime of study, which has been an avocation of me, uh, avocation of mine, is uh, living to, how do we live to our, what, you know, uh, Carl Jung called individuation and, uh, and, and others called self-actualization. And the whole premise of the book is that it's not as hard as everybody thinks it is. You don't have to wear a robe and live in Tibet. You can, you can live to your potential uh, 
And in fact, that's what nature asks of every tree and every plant and every animal. Their instincts drive them to live to their potential. But as human beings, we have a choice. We have free will. And so it's about how to do that in a very pragmatic way. I love that. I love that. Well, we'll uh, make sure we follow up with you in that, that book. Yeah. And the name of the book is The Potentialist. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that. All right. Yeah. Good plug. I like that. Good businessman yeah. right there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Ben. So the second question is around experiencing joy. And when was the last time you really experienced joy and what was that like? Right. Well, I'm, I'm, we were talking about, you know, you're, you, you can't will joy, but you can be receptive to it. And I'm most receptive when I'm around nature, I'm in nature, I'm with family and friends, or I'm doing creative work. And living in Arizona allows me to be outside in nature every day. And I, and I am. And I'm in excellent health, thankfully. And so I get to enjoy that. My kids and grandkids all live within 10 or 20 minutes. Uh, and so I'm with them a lot and I'm in creatively involved in writing these books, which at their core is to prepare, how do we prepare for the next 30 years, which will be the period of greatest change in human history and living to your potential is a big part of that. Uh, so yesterday I was with, I rode my bike. <laughs> I was with my two granddaughters and my daughter-in-law uh, and I worked on my books. So it was a fabulous day full of joy. And today is not over. That's, <laughs> so, true. that's so, true because we've got a time. I got to see you. That's, that's right. That's my greatest joy today, Ben. As well. So I love that. And I was going to say with three children and, and eight grandchildren, I bet you ex get to experience joy quite I a bit. And, and again, I that did. nature and the importance of being around nature. Um, I know you've been very active and you travel pre-COVID, um, right. I'm sure during COVID has been hard, but um, I know your travels and, and the ability to get out um, and yeah. explore is really important. It has always been important. Yes, always. Yeah. So the third question is really about spreading joy. And, you know, certainly right now when it's just, you know, such a dark environment and, you know, how can we share joy and spark joy for others to appreciate mm -hmm. and, and gain? And what are your thoughts around sharing and spreading joy? Well, when, when one of my teachers in the process of living to my potential, uh, he was a very wise man, and he taught me decades ago in my early 30s that every moment uh, presents a choice uh, to either shine light or darkness into the world. And I've tried to shine my light since. Uh, so that's one way. And I try, it's a conscious choice. I mean, when I, you know, try to shake off, if I've had, you know, some disappointment, shake it off. And when you see people, when you go into the world, shine your light. Uh, and uh, the other way I, that I find myself doing this a lot, I would say particularly the last year or so, is because we spent, as human beings, we spent millions of years trying to just survive the dangers of the world. And so our minds, uh, you know, we, we've, 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 uh, the dangers have fallen away faster than our minds have evolved. And so we still sit, tend to see danger everywhere. Uh, we still tend to see scarcity instead of abundance and sunsets instead of sunrises. So as a natural optimist, and I am, 
I try to offer a balance in those conversations. And I've been many times with groups of people where I was the lone optimist saying, uh, you know, and particularly as you age, you have to really be careful that you don't narrow your perspective where you don't see that in the long march of history, uh, we've always moved up and we will continue to. You're like, and hang on, I've got a call. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thought it was all sorry. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. I love it so much. And I, it's just one of those where you're like, wow, wow, Ben, I knew that this was going to be a great conversation. And I am excited um, before we hit record, we were talking about your book and just some of the, the joy that you're bringing to others is just so meaningful and impactful and, and powerful. Right. And I'm excited right. to just have this conversation with right. you as well. Too. Well, and, and one of the other, the other two things that I try to do, Kelly, that I consciously try you know, do is one is that I really attempt to be engaged in daily interactions with anybody I meet and, you know, to really see them and connect with them because the pace of life, and I did it, I can tell you, I did it when I was younger and when I was, you know, in the peak of my career, the pace of life can cause us to make people invisible, you know, particularly those we may never see again, like wait staff or store clerks or repair people. We just walk right past them or we do our little transaction, we're gone. And, and I, I just stopped doing that. And I just said, I want to make sure every person knows I see them. And so I want every, anybody that I meet, I never want anyone that I meet to think they're irrelevant to me. That's my goal, is to make sure they know they're relevant. And then finally, I, as you know, I like to laugh. So I seize any opportunity for humor. There's never too much humor in the world. So... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, Ben, that's so great. And I love what you said about seeing everybody and, and um, being the light. What a powerful way to think about it. And it's so simple to do, right? It's just, it is. Um, we don't do it often enough. And uh, my hope is that through conversations like this, we can inspire and encourage others to do that. And uh, that's it's really, really just a habit, Kelly. I mean, it really is. It's a, it's a, my, that's what, you know, my teacher taught me is, is it'll first few times you'll have to get used to it. And then it's a microsecond of consciousness. It's literally a microsecond. And then boom, you're there and yeah. Yeah, and I love that so much because I bet your children and your grand, especially your grandchildren are seeing you have that interaction with people and yeah. um, you're serving as a role model and uh, they're seeing that from you as well too. And just a funny quick story, my daughter who's now 18, but a few years, I think it was like maybe two years ago, we were downtown. Um, she had a, I'm sure it was like an orthodontist appointment or something. And I said, well, let's stop by this gas station and you know, I'll get you a snack before you go back. Real healthy. I'm talking to the health guy. I'm like, okay, we're gonna go to this gas station. But then I had it's a gas station that I visited often because it was close to to my office downtown. And I had asked the the gentleman who had always taken my money and you know transaction. I had asked him a while ago what his name was, and I still remember it's Ed. And um and so I remember going into the gas station with my daughter Bailey, and I said, uh, oh hey Ed, how's it going? Having a good day or whatever. And and Bailey was just like you know, the, you know, the gas station guy. And yeah. I, like, yeah. I mean, what, right. Like how, how hard was that to, to ask him yeah. for his name and to have that personal interaction with them. And she was just, again, yeah. the, it's that interaction that you had. And she was, you know, like I said, maybe 16 and she was like, what, you know, just kind of dumbfounded that, 
And my hope is that she takes that on and carries it forward. She will. She will. You know, I mean, and I think you picked up on it, Kelly. One of the most important things I believe as a parent or a grandparent is to, to teach our kids by example, not to be elitists. Because in privilege, you know, many of our kids and grandkids are privileged comparatively. And to remind them that, you know, uh, that doesn't mean anything. That's, that's the opposite of what you want to be. And the best way to do it is how you act towards others. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have no doubt that you're spreading and sharing a lot of joy and a lot of joy uh, with others that you interact with. So I'm glad that you took the time uh, today to share your it's joy fun. with us. And It's uh, fun, Kelly. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Ben. We'll be in touch soon. I just know it. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Our Joy Podcast, brought to you by Bayes Communications. If you want to share your joy with us, or if you want to learn more about the work we do at Bayes, send me an email at kelly at bayescommunications.com. That's Kelly with a Y and Bayes, B-A-I-S-E, communications with an S at the end. You can also follow us on Facebook at Our Joy Project. Until next time, choose joy and be kind to one another.